Oh, man. The camera does add 10 pounds, doesn't it? Yo, yo. What's up, Aaron? Shit. Is it both of y'all? Y'all got it. Y'all got it to. Well, I mean, I guess you guys would just zoom me from that location, so it makes sense. You know, we thought that um, uh, two people in one room would create a sexual energy that was so powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No that, one that it could not be overcome. Undeniable. Yeah, undeniable. <laughs> Hell yeah. People would know. Like, did you did you listen to that latest Trillbillies episode? The sexual. I mean, it was fine. <laughs> the takes were okay, but the sexual energy was. Uh, you could. It was palpable. It was palpable. I don't say that usually about a podcast, but <laughs> it was first off everything. Yeah. Oh. We we're just talking. Did you ever watch The Wire? Nah, man. I've been meaning to watch. What's The Wire? And what's the other one that people? Uh, what's the other the other one? Oz. I've been meaning to watch those two, man. Yeah, six feet under. <laughs> six feet under. I actually did watch the first episode of that. I liked it. It was pretty cool. But now I haven't seen the why I why. Well, I was like I was la- I was thinking the other day, like the reason it doesn't hold up so I don't think it holds up. I don't really enjoy it. The reason I don't think it holds up is because ninety percent of the show is them creaming their pants over tech to like surveillance technology. And it, and like when that's the whole show and like technology sort of ages, it becomes dated so rapidly. Like the whole show is just kind of null and void. Like it was kind of I a, know that. And then after season three, the reason I tapped out was this is not the only reason I tapped out. Part of the reason is what you're saying because by the time I came back around and watched it, uh, it just felt a little dated in some ways. Not yeah. that it wasn't entertaining, it, you know, in a lot of ways and on some merits. And of course, Michael K. Williams is brilliant and so forth. But when I tapped out, it was like I think it was maybe season four when they started doing that weird Verizon product placement. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I was like, this is beneath prestige TV. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't tune in to hour long <laughs> dramas to get like product placed. You know what I mean? And advertised to subliminally. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you would see like, like it would be like a seed where let's say it takes place in somebody's like apartment or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. And they got like, I mean, I don't know what Verizon kind of placement, what they got a phone with like the Verizon inscription on the back of it. All the logos. Yeah. All all the logos. And then like they had like the, um, 10 minutes of dialogue is just them talking about payment plans. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Well, actually, have you considered (laughs) Yeah, I'm on the family plan. Verizon's only like, I I liked it up until the Verizon product (laughs) placement. I I just couldn't get, on board with it at that point. That might be the only time you'll hear that take. Like they, a person judged a whole like five season program only on the fact that they slid <laughs> uh-huh. his product place. Yeah, <laughs> I, f- I feel like it's kind of a a tell. It's kind of like an unintentional tell, like about how they. You could tell that police and the feds after nine eleven were so just like hor- like geeked up they were fucking yeah. so amped up for the like not only the changes in technology but the fact that like all the laws essentially just let them do whatever the fuck they wanted yeah. to do mm-hmm. and th- and so that's why the show sucks because they like got really excited about that fact and that became the show and like communication has changed since so much since then that watching it now is it's it's just funny to watch them just 
I don't know, just be amazed by text messaging and being able to, you know, sur- surveil an, a, a community or neighborhood 24 hours a day. I know exactly what you mean. Two things. You just reminded me of one thing. One, I read today that uh, that the self-driving cars, they're equipped with cameras, right? Because this is how the technology works, right? So they avoid accidents and collisions with other objects and shit. Uh-huh. And apparently that video footage <laughs> is saved and stored and cops have access to it and have already used like from whatever, I guess, like uh, test drives from self-driving cars or I guess Tesla's because technically like that, that technology is like actually still like it's active currently in some Tesla's that kind of half-ass works, but um, barely works. But yeah, man. So the cops have access to that footage, you know, yeah. and they've used it already as evidence in cases. Yeah, that yeah, that is funny. It's like we're sold kind of a bill of goods on this idea that like technology and everything. Like we can't we can't adopt Terrence's uh, vision of Luddism because we have to keep moving society forward and all this stuff. But really and truly, all that means is just advances in surveillance technology from social media exactly. to self driving cars. All this stuff. All it means is we're even further surveilled than we already are. Exactly. You know? Every aspect. and it's harder to pull out of it. Yes, you know. But we weren't sold that at first. Like, you know, the future looked like this liberating thing where we're just going to have all these cool gadgets and everybody just, you know, uh, lives and let lives. But it's actually the opposite. We mentioned this. We didn't dig into it, though. We mentioned it, I think, at last week's show. Did you see the story where the CDC tracked millions of phones to see if Americans followed COVID lockdown orders. And, like, this was funded by, I guess, the company that they contracted out to do this was, like, a teal-backed company. Oh, of course, always. But, wait, how do you sur- how do you surveil whether... I mean, I guess you use, like, their GPS, like, you know, their location, location tracking to find out if they left home or not? Yeah, let me, let me read this. Uh, the CDC bought access to location data harvested from tens of millions of phones in the U- U.S., to perform analysis of compliance with curfews, track patterns of people visiting K-12 schools, and specifically monitor the effectiveness of policy in the Navajo Nation. The documents also show that although the CDC used COVID-19 as a reason to buy access to the data more quickly, it intended to use it for more general CDC purposes. So they weren't just doing this for just COVID shit. God damn, said. Safegraph is the company. It's a... The company, the CDC, paid $420,000 for access to one year of data. Includes Peter Till and the former head of Saudi intelligence among its investors. Watch them turn that shit into some citizen. Return to your home. Like, watch them turn that into some shit. Well, that was the thing. Remember in the early pandemic, everybody was talking about, like, how authoritarian it was in China that robots would go out there and, like, take your temperature. And, yeah, like, that's probably not okay. But we weren't – we were doing the same thing. We just weren't being open and, and blatant about it. We were right. doing it. Yeah. And also, it was toward the aim of, like, controlling the virus. Our aim has nothing to do with saving lives. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's Our aim had was making uh, Donald Trump and Anthony Fauci both look good, man. You're yeah, right. Two of the, right. Most dis- two of the most despicable characters in this whole entire thing. It's so true. It was, we had more people die than any other country. <laughs> and th- it was the least surprising thing in the world. And it wasn't even like that data was used to stop the spread. Or, nah. if, if that was the case, then maybe you could like warrant some trade offs. You know, like hard times demand desperate measure- measures. Do you have to trade? 
whatever in liberty and get whatever. Right. <laughs> you know the quote I'm <laughs> yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. We don't let terrorists do quotes or idioms on the show here. That's why. <laughs> Positive, negative liberties, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but even, like we didn't get anything out of the deal. They just nah. tracked every bit, you know, every little bit of our data even more to sell off to someone else. Didn't they just say that, like, last week that, like, we just passed a million cases? But I'm pretty fucking sure that, like, we've been past a million cases. But, of course, like, yeah, like a million states, deaths. like my state. A million state, deaths. A million deaths. A million deaths. Yes, sorry, yeah, a million deaths. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, deaths. My state, Georgia, we don't even collect the data anymore. Yeah. You know? That's why. So <laughs> right. Like, right. <laughs> so, the funny thing about this is literally the, the moment they stopped caring about any of this was Ukraine. Like, yeah, that is yeah. the moment. You didn't hear about COVID after Ukraine. <laughs> right, right. And that then was that- it. That was the ending. Historians will have to account for the fact that <laughs> COVID ended the date, February 22nd, the day Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah, yes, yes, that's what it'll say. That's what it'll say in the textbooks. It'll say that in the textbooks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Uh, Russia went in and COVID went out. <laughs> Uh, well, there are trade-offs, you know. Why can't, isn't it weird that Americans cannot, like, I'm not talking about the left or, you know, even like more politically engaged people, but just like your average person in this country cannot keep their eye on just one big issue. Like they had to keep their eye on one big issue at a time. That's why this is so effective. Yeah. Like nobody sits down and says, man, that Roe shit was wild. And then like Ukraine, Russia, like, you know, like taking it in totality. It's like, they only have like the attention span and sort of um, capacity to care about one hot button topic at a time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and then it seems like that's when it seems like not even on some conspiracy theory shit, but when Biden did like the land lease whatever bill or whatever for Ukraine, and that goes through within a day of like the Roe v. Wade stuff, and it's just like, it's all this stuff happening, like this next big event happening, and then other like horrible shit gets slid underneath, you know? So sometimes I gotta like stroke my chin, and I'm like, man, are these motherfuckers like in cahoots, like twiddling their what fingers? Was the, what was the land lease deal? I mean, it was the what was it forty billion dollars? I sit Ukraine? here, I sit here and just start talking. About people can't think about it, and I'm like, oh wait, wait it was I missed that? What was that? <laughs> I did, yeah, I get, what was it? Somebody to create, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think they signed another. I don't know. I just saw on the front page of the New York Times Joe Biden signing something, and it was like four hundred billion dollars to Ukraine or something. It was like yeah, four hundred billion. Yeah. They're considering it. I think they're considering that two or three hundred billion thing. But then they just also did the thing you're referring to. Yeah, I don't know. God damn. But there was um there was a quote going around last week, and I meant to get to it, and I I didn't. I can't remember. It was maybe like an undersecretary of defense or something like that who basically just literally said, like, we're fighting a war with Russia through our proxy, Ukraine. Did you see that? Oh, he just said the quiet part loud? Yeah, he just, like, said those exact words. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like as a leftist, like a leftist tweet, like a hammered, sick little account tweet, like he just literally said. Yeah, and then he's up at, like, the official lectern of the White House, and then he goes, full stop. And then people are just, like, looking at each other, and he goes, no, this is not a drill. Like... (laughs) We are literally fighting this a is... proxy war against the Russians. <laughs> it was Rep- Representative Seth Moulton from, he's a Democrat from Massachusetts, said, 
We're not just at war to support the Ukrainians. We're fundamentally at war, although somewhat through a proxy with Russia. And it's important that we win. <laughs> fundamentally is like politicians speak for quite literally. But fundamentally leaves like the bird, like, you know, like leaves a little bit of room for interpretation. That's why they use that. Yeah, they do like it. I like fun. I use fundamentally a lot, too, because... Of the room for interpretation, like a little, oh, yeah. a little vagary gets yeah. you off the hook a little bit for that's, a bad taste. That's called <laughs> gaslight language, Tom. <laughs> that's why I like it so much. Okay, I'm constantly just gaslighting everybody. Every person I come to, even in the store at Walmart, I gaslight them. They're like, "Sir, can I help you?" And I'm like, "Can you? Can you help, help me?" me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can you? Can you? Like, and then, then, but the funny thing, what he's not telling you is that it never works, and he gets gets cuffed and stuff for sexual harassment. It's like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't being provocative. I was gaslighting. My rap sheet is forty six. Forty six counts of gaslighting. God damn. Oh gosh. Yeah, I was looking it up. That South Bolton guy, I knew he he sounded familiar. He ran for president in uh, 2020. Or he was seen as a potential candidate. He didn't run. Oh, he did it. He did announce his candidacy. There's then some he pulled out like 3 months later. Seth Moulton did. Oh. Yeah. I don't I, I knew the name sounded familiar. I was like, who how do I know that name? There was him and the, who was like the former soldier that was running as like the Maverick Republican, Evan McMullen. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, he I was a libertarian. He ran as a libertarian, I, I think, in yeah, 2016. Yeah. Uh, do you remember like Obama era 2008 when it's like, oh, what does the future look like? Who are going to be the standard bearers of these parties? And that was about the last time you could be like a virtual nobody and run for president. Right. Now, yeah. now you have to have serious clout and be like a celebrity of some sort of thought. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy to think about. Like Obama achieved the dream when it comes to politics like he didn't even have to serve a full term in the senate right. just immediately yeah. got to he got to you know bill, skip bill clinton to yeah, it was like an all-star yeah, NBA governor, draft pick yeah yeah you're right like, he was <laughs> like, like you the deep, like, the deep state fresh out of college yeah the deep state drafted him they probably literally did he probably isn't his mom kind of like didn't she have involvement in like a sort of satanic cult so. wait satanic cult what yeah i think his mom was involved in the same like cold to that Sufjan Stevens' parents were involved oh, in. Oh, okay. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe the Process Church or something? Is that? I don't even fucking know. I pulled that out of my ass. I don't that know. sounds right. That <laughs> yeah. sounds. I was about to say, like, it's like all of these presidents, man, it doesn't matter who they are. There's some a couple generations back, like, connection to some, like, some CIA shit, some FBI shit, or some secret, some pseudo secret society. That would be uh-huh. an interesting thing to tease out. I'm sure, like, people have probably, I think, Matt Chrisman did this a little bit when he did the Hall of President or Hell of Presidents thing. Uh, but it would be funny to kind of tease out and just see, like, okay, what occult and or deep state ties do all these sort of twisted bastards have, you know? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't oh, a man. satanic cult. It was, um, it's called Sabud. It's a international interfaith spiritual movement that began in Indonesia in the 1920s. Um, I don't know. It's. I don't understand why they didn't seize on that. It's just say that he was part of something called Sabud, and like I don't know why. Like right, why like, did they seize on the thing about him being from Kenya or a Sunni or, Muslim? Yeah, right. Like that. <laughs> it, it's too obscure. Yeah, yeah. 
it's, yeah, it's too. It's, you'd have to Google it, right? You'd have to. They'd be like, "Shabud, <laughs> not worth it. Not worth my time googling well, that." Well, it's just new Muslim. Most people most, are afraid of that now. Yeah, most people. Are, <laughs> people like bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's post nine eleven. Yeah, they'll they'll play. Yeah. <laughs> just blatantly shows how much they literally did. Just look at him and say. Muslim. Yeah. Muslim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Muslim. Yeah, Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks so bad that he sucked so bad. Yeah, he could have yeah. been awesome. He really could have. He would have just... Yeah, he just... Yeah, well. Yo, especially as the first black president. I mean, I don't know what... I didn't really expect any different. You know what I mean? Because there's always like a deep... I think all black people kind of knew like deep down. You were like, yo, this country is like unforgivable, like irredeemable. There's no way... <laughs> They're going to put a brother at the head. He's not going to be the black face of the white empire. Like, no fucking way. But it was, like, especially disappointed because now it's, like, I mean, I don't know. It's not like people are going to be, like, well, we're never going to have a black guy's president again. No, but it's just, like, damn, dude. The first one out of the gate, it had to be Obama, man. I was there at Hyde Park, man. My ass was bawling tears. (laughs) (laughs) I said it's finally come. Hope and change. God damn it's finally here, guys. <laughs> it's like when you found out that like the like the DC sniper was a black guy, and he's like, "God damn, bro! Like, come on, man." That's a uh, that's not a crime you expect from a black guy. I'm gonna be honest. He was a Jamaican you. guy too, actually, which is even worse for me. That's like, a that's a wide ass crime. Lee Boyd Malva, yeah, he's in the prison right over here. He used to listen to our radio show. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, sir. I mean, I say that like he was an avid listener, but he actually just listened to it by force because they used to pump it through the speakers. We we have one degree of separation from... Lee Boyd Malvo has heard mine and Terrence's voice, I will say that. (laughs) That's that's probably the fair way to put that. This is the closest we've ever come to history. To the actually yeah, entering the stream of <laughs> we history. count we we count several luminaries among our listeners: Nick Offerman, Sturgill Simpson, and the Lee DC Boyd. sniper Lee Boyd Malva. Six degrees of mass shootings. Yeah, see, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. that is true. There's there's Six. probably no other left podcasters that you could draw a straight line between mass shooter to like us. Yo, make, make Anders Brabeck's probably not listening bio. to Chapo. <laughs> That's the tagline, man. Six <laughs> degrees of mass shootings. <laughs> Very proud to have the only black mass shooter amongst our listeners. <laughs> Jamaican, no less. Yeah, Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Uh, we'll have to ride him and be like, man, we got a, <laughs> we got another Jamaican guy on the show now. It's extra. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I was just thinking about this. Them. Collecting all that data, the CDC, like monitoring your movements and stuff. I wonder if, so they said they were planning to use it for all kinds of reasons, not just COVID. I wonder if part of the thing there is that they look at the overall pattern of your behavior during those first 12 months of the pandemic, like how much you left your house, how much you went to the store, how much you went to the beach or whatever. Because remember early in those early days, that was the thing. People were like, they're literally at the beach. And it was like June yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if by taking that data and, like I said, the patterns of your behaviors and what you're doing, if they were, they were then able to discern like how good and virtuous of a person you were, 
You know what I'm mm. saying? Like if you were more on the left yeah. and it was revealed in the fact that you never left your house or if you were more on the right and you were constantly yeah. leaving your house or whatever. Um, and yeah. if they then sold that data to various advertising, you know, Twitter advertising mm-hmm. firms or Instagram advertising and stuff like that so that they could then know what products to present to you. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm, no, that makes sense. You know why, too? Because, like, you got me thinking, what if, too, like, because I know already they can monitor how much time you spend on an ad, like when you're scrolling or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. So using that in conjunction with what you're saying to push, like, the, you know what I'm saying? The most appropriate ad to to you as an individual, you know, depending on like morality or sense of politics or whatever. Yeah. I think the yeah. the the next the first person who truly is able to usher this country into because obviously, like if we're going one to one with Rome, we're in the Rome Republic era, but mm-hmm. we need to be like an empire era. You know what I mean? Like Augustus, uh, you know, Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> uh, the dude who cried while Rome burned, or played his fiddle uh, while Rome burned. They, they, yeah, the guy he castrated mm. boys against yeah. their will so they could sing. Yeah. They he had bo- little <laughs> boys balls. That would be a crazy fate to have in the Middle Ages. People told us that that was still a thing. Like when I remember being in choir in eighth grade, people told us about that, and I was like, "Do they still do oh. that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out of this class. <laughs> Wait, it makes your voice higher, right? Like you're like it, like you don't you don't go through, I guess, like the the hormonal changes. Like to is that that's what it does? Yeah, I guess gives you okay, easier shit, access to a falsetto. Uh huh. God damn, your voice doesn't change. We yeah. used to have uh, easier access to a falsetto, um, uh, syphilis. Uh-huh. And these are the uh, things we've lost. Things now we have no access to a falsetto, <laughs> <laughs> no jobs, no cash, no jobs. <laughs> the people already in power have syphilis, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> so the thing that would actually get us into the empire phase of this thing that we've this thing of us as America would be the first presidential administration that figures out. That the way to wield power in this country truly is to just embrace what the CDC did, just vacuum up everybody's data and like how they operate in real life and navigate the world and what media they consume. And then the government is able to craft your own sort of proprietary experience through. God the damn. you know cyberspace you know what i'm saying yeah. so like you never have to, like if you support trump or you support the right wing the right wing's in power and they're doing the things you like if you support the left yeah. wing the left wing's in power and they're doing what you like but it, you know what i mean but at no point yeah. even if your life personally sucks ass and you're bleeding yeah. to death and you know you're just getting worse and worse you yeah. will think that things are getting better because the media you consume tells you to so, do so so it's not even like you're saying like it's not even because right now you kind of have to seek that out right like if you want right. to like be embedded in your sub community like you got to seek it out whatever channels you watch whatever media you consume yes but this is like this is like a subscription service or streaming service for your you know not a streaming service but it's like delivered straight to you you don't even have to seek it out anymore uh, exactly you can just chill at home and your little like dystopian pod and shit and you get all the media and all of the reality that you want crafted for you perfectly without even having to leave your house or interact with anybody else. Right, because if yeah. the president can't do anything anyways, 
Like, just fucking yeah. make it a proprietary entertainment experience. The, the yeah. whole shebang. You know what I mean? According to your taste. Yeah, According yeah. to your taste. And the yeah. first person yeah. that's able to do that, they will be the Octavian uh, uh, Caesar Augustus of our times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, the, I guess, for like a thousand years type of they'll shit. They'll rain for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> God damn, man. Fuck, yo. Um, what else? What is, what's going on? What else is going on? Boys? Um, what else is going on? Well, we were going to talk about the YSL indictment. I read an article about it just to kind of... Educate yeah. myself. I I knew it was not you, you guys. Sat your ass down. I sat my ass down and educated myself. <laughs> I knew it, you took several. I took several seats, and I knew it wasn't your job to educate me. <laughs> yeah, it's not not Aaron's job to educate us on the about a, music about Atlanta. <laughs> about Atlanta. Yo, to be honest with you, Tom, you you I didn't even hear about it when it happened. I thought I thought I saw people posting about it, but it wasn't until you brought it up and uh. Wasn't well, now he got a, a young thug got arrested in Atlanta uh, by a Fulton County, yeah, on Monday, yeah. So yeah, on, so on Rico it's like charges. A, what an eighty-something count indictment handed down from 50, Fulton I think County, yeah, and uh, it implicates a uh, young thug, most notably Gunna, and several yeah. associates of the record label who were trying to Rico, saying that. YSL, which stands for Young Stoner Life, which doesn't really sound sounds about like the most innocuous criminal syndicate, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right. That's yeah. that, just on the face of it, it's yeah. a little you know silly, but basically they were saying that. Uh, well, the big thing that was coming across the TL was that some people inside were saying that Young Thug ordered a hit on YFN Lucci. And yeah. then who's Atlanta rapper? Yeah, yeah. And then I guess they were saying that bring him back up, bring him back up old shit from 2015 when allegedly Birdman and Young Thug shot had Little Wayne's tour bus shot up. Uh huh. So they're saying that YSL actually stands for Young Slime Life. That they are in yeah, fact young, in the yeah, it does sh- stand it, for Young Slime. Young Stoner Life is the record. Is well, there's like, well, the album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that they. Yeah, like I think Young Thug's lawyer said that there is no Young Slime Life, but the yeah. DA is basically <laughs> saying like, no, there's Young Slime Life, there's Young Stoner Life in the sheets, but Young Slime Life, young sli- life literally in the, in the streets. In the yeah. street, yeah. But that's the thing. So yeah. like Young Slime Life, to the extent that even if it was a gang, they're not like a quote unquote street gang. But but it's but, isn't this whole thing getting like sort of like wrapped up in the new, I think, is it the, the attorney? Is it the DA? Yeah, it's in the Atlanta? DA, the full, full, uh, the Fulton DA. Um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, she. I'm pulling up now. Fanny Willis. Uh, apparently, she's like a little over a year into her term. And I mean, like, I think I was telling y'all in the in the group chat, like, I didn't know that like gang, like gang shit, like the rhetoric used down here was such a big thing. So you know, whenever a mayor comes in <clears throat> or like this DA, Fulton County. Like, her whole thing is, like, this anti-gang crusade that she's doing. So, one of the things that's, like, super fucked up, one of my mutuals on Twitter was, uh, had a post about how they're including uh, the definition of a gang to include up to three people, right? Right. So, these are some... Yeah. So, yeah, like, we can things. be recode, technically, if we... <laughs> <laughs> like, if... Okay, so here's the, here's the thing but about it. All. This is crazy because they tried to pass a similar law in Kentucky 
I don't know if you remember this, about maybe three or four years ago. Is this one of those, like, Alec things where, I like... I guarantee it. Like, some tough on, yeah, yeah. anti-crime, tough on crime right-wing yeah. group basically got or all these legislatures. association or some shit. Yeah, to, to adopt this law where you, if you were, had three people in your group, that was a street gang. I would yeah. bet dollars to fucking donuts that... If you had an honest accounting of crime in Atlanta, it's probably like most other places. It's probably as low as it's ever been. And yet the rhetoric mm-hmm. is it's dangerous and as high. And not just Atlanta, but every place. Yeah, you uh-huh. got, you yeah got. absolutely. Um, and I mean, she says, I mean, just like this like article I checked out, she's like, she can't, when somebody asked her, I'm trying to see, somebody asked her like, what, how much of the crime in Atlanta can you contribute to like, um, to gang violence? And she said some shit like, like she didn't give an exact number, but she was like, oh, um, it's so much that we're not even sure. And apparently people's like estimates are like 70 to 90 percent, which sounds just fucking insane to me. You know, like personally, just 70 to 90 percent of the crime in Atlanta. 90 percent of, of like, every crime in a fucking yes. I would be surprised if it was 9 percent. Exactly. I swear to God. Dude, like, yes. Right. yes. <laughs> and And I mean, like. Also, they're also using is the one thing that just like blew my fucking mind. They're using Young Thug's lyrics and I think Gunner's two lyrics as evidence, right? Damn. Which, to his credit, like Jay Z and like a couple other rappers are like trying to push against that. In New York, they were they were trying to say like if who you can't was it? Use, was there another huh. case that was brought up of another rapper whose there was. lyrics were used? I can't remember. There was. Who, I, remember I can't remember about who, it. But I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was too. Was it? Was it Twenty One Savage? Nah, it wasn't Twenty One Savage. I, 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 I think just, it might have. Twenty One Savage might have had with his like deportation case. They might have brought up something. Yeah, like that. I can't remember the details of it though. According to this remember. New York Times article, it's happened a few times, in fact, and that this is also so the fresh crackdowns on rappers and their music have taken different forms in different cities. In New York this year, Mayor Eric Adams suggested that social media companies should ban some music videos by artists in the graphic drill rap genre. I forgot about that. After two aspiring rappers were killed in Brooklyn. I mean, we pulled Trump off Twitter because of what he was spewing, yet we are allowing music, displaying of guns, violence. We're allowing it to stay on Is these Is this sites? fucking 1993? Dude, like when they steamrolled the fucking doggy style CDs? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yo, that is that is an does. interesting thing yeah. because here let me say this. Yeah. Everybody forgets this that Snoop Dogg had you know he's America's uncle today. Uh-huh. But in the early 90s he was public enemy number 1. This is true. You know what I mean? Like and true. now he's like he hawks corona and everything else. So yeah, my yeah. prediction here is this will not stick and Young Thug will be like America's uncle in like 2046 or something like that. You know, <laughs> I wonder I wonder what kind of effect it's going to have that if you're pissed off about books, okay, books is not the best example because people do still use books, but if you're pissed off about music, like you can't go steamroll some CDs anymore, you know? It's all on the cloud now. Well, I, Snoop Dogg had the babies like, well, I, I still had to go buy my CD. So. You got to take a video of you deactivate your Spotify or some shit like that. I yeah. Know. I guess that's yes, the thing. Like, how do you protest symbolically if you can't, <laughs> you don't have the physical thing there? What? I, I, when we were talking about this in the chat earlier, I was like, it, it really does feel like a 90s ass, like Dolores Tucker kind of like moral panic kind of about like. Rap music. It, it is. And it then really the does. other thing is, is, <laughs> listen, 
That's like if you really think rappers are doing ten percent of what they rap about, bro. That's part of the job is fucking lying, yo. Like, you, don't this do, is a, you don't do any of that yes, shit, right? Yes, <laughs> he's not Al Capone, like. Dude, the way they made it sound like they made it sound like Young Thug is like some fucking kingpin uh-huh. who's like talking about the shit on his Instagram and stuff, and like he's like putting in calls on like burner phones in like fucking jail and shit like that's like, dude, like, I mean, I mean, obviously what it is, it's fucking racist as shit, right? I mean, the, I think the the DA is black, but that doesn't mean shit, right? Like black liberals easily, especially in Atlanta, get swept up into like you know this crime wave and like gang violence shit. So Has Keisha like, Lance Bottom said anything about it? Nah, nah, nah. She's not. She's not the mayor. But no, she hasn't. As far as I know, she's. Oh, she's not the. She, she's not the mayor anymore. Who's no, the mayor now? Andre Dick. Andre Dickens is, which this motherfucker man was. I could, I'm not even gonna go in. It's just like you got these fucking people, like these black liberals. The what? What did Cornell West call them? The black misleadership class. You know, who facilitate shit like this? Because this is not coming from the right. Like, sure, the right statewide does horrible shit, but this is like a black city with, you know what I'm saying, black liberal elites, and this is the kind of shit they're doing, man. Yeah. I, 90% of the stories we tell on this show are bullshit. So, you know, yeah. how are you going to... We're a bunch of grown men liars <laughs> ourselves. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. It is kind of weird, though, because it, I mean, like, if you look at the class distinction of this stuff, uh, you know, um, I remember reading this profile of Young Thug when he was ascending. And they were talking about, like, when he first came out, before he w- would, like, wear grills or anything like that, his teeth were really messed up. And he was, like, really self-conscious about, like, mm. because he just grew up in like, this abject poverty and everything. Mm. And then, you know, a guy like that, they're hanging out to dry on this shit. Because pro- the, the truth of this is probably this, if I had to guess, okay? Mm. Young Thug is not some head of a criminal syndicate, Okay. He's he is the head of a, a record label imprint that probably has some hangers ons and some of his buddies around the way that are still involved in some street shit. They've probably caught up two or three of those dudes and they're trying to make the case that like they can just run it up the ladder and make an example out of like the face guys of this exactly. thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. That is probably exactly. the absolute truth of it all. No, that's absolutely what it is, man. They're finding, like, a face for this so that they can sweep under, like, all of these. Because, I mean, like, I don't know, man. In Atlanta, it's like, one thing is, like, if you actually took care of the root causes of gang violence, like poverty, for example, then you wouldn't have these problems or you wouldn't have these imagined problems. Because I'm not trying to say that, like, you know, like, Atlanta can't be rough. Like, there are neighborhoods where it's like, yo, I don't absolutely. even want to go down there. Everywhere. Of course not. Everywhere. Everywhere, absolutely. right? But the way you deal with that is not like not by like you know making an example out of this dude who like came from nothing to like make a name for himself, man, and then sweeping up a bunch of like in a dragnet a bunch of like uh, your other brothers on the street like who don't have anything else to fucking do, you know. It's like when they ride on those ATV bikes or whatever, and they're talking about criminalizing it. It's like yo, they have what would you rather them be doing on the street, right? Like selling uh-huh. drugs, gang banging, right? You know what I'm saying? If you don't want them to do that, then do like after school programs. Like I don't know, man. It's just. Well, Another one of those cases where, you know. You're going to hear, you, we're going to be the face of, uh, they're going to try to like pin the uh, Pawpaw Mafia on us or something like that. The Mason Jar Mafia. <laughs> get, get, get caught up in Rico. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, we're going to be the face of it. I mean, it's like, that's what it is. It's like you had this m- major push from these retailers associations and right-wing politicians about this crime scare over the past 12 months, especially since yeah. like the pandemic 
And I, I even heard that about Atlanta. People, are, oh, Atlanta's a war zone right now. Right. And I'm like, yeah. okay, there's probably some shit like Chicago's yeah. drill scene type shit going on down there. But it's yeah. like to the degree that that affects, and I'm not saying that's good or whatever, but I'm saying to the degree mm. that affects crime overall is like, come on. Bullshit. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just by that. Well, and she is, isn't she a new DA? Is, is, yeah, is, she's, is, a new, she's a new DA. So, I mean, it feels very much like she's new to the job, has to pick a publicly identifiable... Almost sort of, I would say Young Thug's a household name, but he's pretty close. I mean, he's a pretty... Yeah. He's probably one of the five biggest rappers in the world. Right. I would yeah. say at this yeah. point. I right. I think it's fair to mm-hmm. say. And so it's very much, it's just It's just very obvious that it's meant to like attract headlines and to bolster her credibility and... Uh, yeah, watch her run record. for mayor and like, watch her run for mayor and exactly. like a fucking of Atlanta or, in Fulton, or in Fulton, you know, whatever in Fulton, city in Fulton in a couple of years or some shit. Yeah, it really is just the same old story from the fucking 90s. It's just, yeah, it's just ambitious DAs going after low-hanging fruit to make headlines and prove their record so that they can become mayor eventually and 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 get bullied around. Why would you want that job? Get bullied by... I'm this ambitious lawyer who's going to... you know, possibly put my career and reputation at risk prosecuting one of the biggest stars of yeah. all times just so I can get in this job where the cops in my city are going to bully me around daily and call me a exactly. punk bitch, <laughs> pull exactly. my kids especially, out of school. <laughs> especially because, like, you're not like, you're not like a, it's not like you're a right winger where you could run like this town like your fiefdom, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not, you're not, you're not really about it. So you're going to have to like buckle under the weight of like, you know, like police associations. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the real estate uh, developers and shit like that, you know? So yeah, there's no glory in it, but. Right. So ridiculous. It is. So Rico is just like, it's also just like, not that I believe in law enforcement in general, but it is lazy, like law enforcement anyway it's just like <laughs> yeah. i'm uh I, I, there's one guy that did some shit but because he belongs to the same uh you know uh <laughs> you were going to like a guy at the kiwanis club like gets cuffed <laughs> and stuff for some for some crime then they just like take out the kiwanis in general it's like no you selectively choose how you want to apply it you know what i mean it is really lazy shit it is really lazy shit You're it's right. just so dumb it's like taking down uh you know i get it i rob a bank out here and then they come book you two as like accessories and you didn't even know i was gonna do it you know what i mean that would be funny though um both a funny bit and a funny like if you got elected the da like that's yeah. your first priority. Like we're taking out the Kiwanis. Yeah, we're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Lions Club. The like, buck stops here. Bad, bad hombres. The Lions Club. I don't know if it's a good example. Not to make light of it. If not, y'all could cut it out. But it's like, it's like you know, I don't separate my laundry when I do laundry. I know you're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to separate the whites and the darks, man. Like that's like just wow. throwing all of that shit in and just trying to get the shit over with as soon as fucking possible, man. Like you're not doing any work. You no effort in it. I mean, the thing about it is like these police like departments, they get so many resources to like do. And to be fair, like. No, no, they get they get more. Some some municipalities get way more are way more funded overfunded than they should be. Others like like they don't get shit right. Either, uh-huh. But either way, it's like you know Atlanta at least like these motherfuckers get so much money, 
and like they still can't do their fucking job, right? So it's like, what are you paying these people for, man? Yeah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, it's a, it's a new day in Lexington, Kentucky. We're going after the Rotary Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these sons of bitches have gotten by with it for too too for too long. Too long. <laughs> too long. Yeah. Justice may take a while, but it's yeah. not blood. They're bringing yeah. in all these internationals. It's got to stop. <laughs> it would be fun to to get elected to DA as like a progressive prosecutor. Wasn't that the thing? Isn't Krasner? Isn't he a like a Larry Krasner? Chesa yeah. Boudin as well right. in LA, I think. Oh, See, like if I got elected to that, it Same would be a kind of an experiment, really. Like we're going after the Freemasons. Anyone associated <laughs> with occult activities? Yeah, 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 we're going after the Odd Fellows. They just go down the whole list here. The Knights of Columbus. These assholes are getting theirs. How, see how long it would take before I got assassinated? Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe, maybe they've lost their influence. Maybe, who knows? Oh no, you, you would, you would get us. I don't think, I don't think you get assassinated. I think like uh, they would go along with it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they would go and they would be they, they need go. some They're relevance so yeah, yeah 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 it's yeah. funny that like young bugs the target of that like the the one guy in rap that like notoriously does the gender bending thing and calls yeah, his, his Migos, homeboys man. his babies and like all that kind of, like you know like kind of the yeah. you know the playfully um uh I don't want to say homoerotic because I, I know he's it's like not queer, bad. like playfully queer. Like he's like, right. like he wore the dress, and like wears like, the dresses, and yeah, 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 right, 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 yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Go after the Migos, man. They fake I'm, as fuck. Not saying there's not any like <laughs> queer gay gangsters. Definitely, there's a lot of those. But you know, I'm just saying it's just kind of interesting that like the the subject of that is probably like the least traditionally masculine or yeah. whatever, like yeah. that, yeah. hip hop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the dude you want to go after for man. Yo, you know he was supposed to. Uh, he was talking to Elon Musk too about building a city called Slime City in Atlanta. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's like really this is this man's only crime. <laughs> yes. Collaborating with Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If if there's anything that needs to be brought to account for, it's that. But. Yeah, it's a new day in Atlanta. We're going after anybody who's ever collaborated with. Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's when I was the manager of Summit City. I, I had that. I remember loving that Ten Seventeen Thug album. That like the one of the first Young Thug tapes that came out. And I'd sent an offer to his manager of two thousand bucks to come play Summit City in Winesburg, and they had accepted the hold. Mm. And he had that song Danny Glover come out like a, a week later, and he just kind of like really kind of took off from there so needless to say that didn't happen but it it's funny to imagine an alternate universe where young thug would have been in whitesburg with men terrence like and just on a yeah, wednesday yeah. night at summit city you know yeah, yeah. playing the mixtape hits for a bunch of coal miners and <laughs> god damn man in a, in a better world yo <laughs> maybe he wouldn't be up and caught up in this bullshit that's the dream of slime city ultimately <laughs> just uh bring we're gonna bring coal miners to to supply hey, the man. energy for slime city <laughs> <laughs> like the city of metropolis from that movie or something like that. that's right yeah yeah you just go mine coal in like a dress and like a like a slap chain <laughs> just power, power yeah. the whole city yeah just power the whole city that'd be so tough i'm really wondering how like the bitcoin because you know like that was a big bitcoin is crashing this week 
And that's what I heard. That's uh, putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah. But I I wonder like how it's how the Bitcoin mines around us are faring because for five minutes that was the hottest new thing around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because it's like everybody was hopped up and thinking that was going to create at least some jobs, and it's like, and it's so funny. It's just like. It was the only thing that we've been like yapping about that we were proven right about so quickly. Mm. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean like right. like real quick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think about too? I think about all the celebrities that were like hawking that shit. You know? Yeah. Like it seems like now they're like nowhere to be found. Like they just <laughs> yeah, like where's sat, <laughs> sat down real quiet. Where's Jimmy Fallon at? <laughs> right. All those cats. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I saw that one that one headline going around that was like the the NFT once worth three hundred fifty k just sold for one hundred fifteen bucks, uh-huh. and even that's probably a generous. <laughs> it's not even the ounce of weed, man. God damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. You're promised all Gary Gary V promised you all this prosperity, and you can't even buy an ounce with that fucking eight month picture now. <laughs> God damn. Oh, um. I don't know if y'all want to talk about it, but I saw it right before uh, I got on that uh, that Joe Manchin uh, said he's not voting against uh, the woman's reproductive. I forget what the name of the bill is called, but it was not, supposed to like expand Roe v. Wade. He's not voting for it, or he's not going to vote against it. He's not. He's not going to vote for it. He's, he's not voting favor for it. He said that he would be favor in, which is why I don't understand. He said he would be favor in codification of Roe v. Wade. But he's not in favor of this bill because it's too expansive. So I'm like, okay, but if this bill is like a like a building block to Roe being codified, which is even bullshit. I think they could do it right now if they wanted to. Then why would you be against it? You know what I mean? I love but how that motherfucker has aphasia all of a sudden when it's like. <laughs> yeah. the, I just think the codification is, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, <laughs> so forth. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah. Um. Well, there's a there's a headline in the New York Times I just saw. I mean, you guys would be you guys would. Every week I get on this show, and you two are naysayers. You talk. You want to talk about how great everything is, or how bad everything is, and how yeah. absolutely shitty. You know, we live in the hellscape. We live in hell, blah, blah, blah. It's a dystopia, man. Yeah, that's what you two say. You're always, all the time, what is being naysayers. What is it calling uh, balls and strikes? That's all yeah, you're always calling. Yeah, I didn't say that, Aaron. We don't, we, we're not naysayers. We just reads them as we sees them. Mm, reads them as we sees them, exactly. Right, well, how do you read this one? This is in the New York Times. For tens of millions of, Ameri- of Americans, the good times are right now. <laughs> <laughs> who are we to question one's lived experience is the first thing that comes to mind uh, who about huh? to question the New York Times opinion writer their houses are piggy banks their retirement accounts are up and their bosses are eager to please when the boom ends everything will change whose retirement account is up for now the who the fuck is this shambles. person talking about <laughs> mm. um, there's an error this is this is an era of great political division and dramatic cultural upheaval. Much more quietly, it has been a time of great financial reward for a large number of Americans. 
For the 158 billion who are employed, prospects haven't been this bright since men landed on the moon. As many as half of those workers have retirement <laughs> accounts that were fattened by a prolonged bull market in stocks. There are 83 million dollars. Couldn't that just go away instantly? Like if there's like a a, a sudden crash, won't yeah. those pensions just immediately be fucking sold off or like? Right, also, I don't, I don't understand how that works, but also I don't think it's like such a good thing to say like. Oh, people haven't been this prosperous since the last time we put a guy on the moon, like fucking forty years ago, or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like that isn't that doesn't sound too good, man. What they mean is everybody from a bourgeois or petite bourgeois class is having the time of exactly. their life right now because exactly. you know, like poor and working people have just never reached the class strata to even participate in all these markers of prosperity that they're even talking about. Absolutely. So it's like they're kind of their thumbs kind of on the scale when they're saying this a little bit, you know. Mm-mm. Yeah, there are 83 million owner-occupied homes in the U.S. At the rate they have been increasing in value, a lot of them are in in effect a giant piggy bank that families live inside. This boom does not get celebrated much. It was a slow-build phenomenon in a country where news is stale within hours. It has happened during a time of fascination with schemes of the truly wealthy, see Elon Musk, and it gets the backdrop of an increased inequality. If you are unable to buy a house because of spiraling prices, the soaring amount of homeowners' equity is not a comfort. The queasy stock market might be signaling that the boom is ending. A slowing economy, renewed inflation, high gas prices, and rising interest rates could all undermine the gains achieved over the years. But for the moment, this flood of wealth is quietly redefining retirement, helping fuel Silicon Valley and stoking a boom in leisure and entertainment. I'm not seeing the boom in leisure and entertainment. I mean, can I, the movies can I suck. Just, <laughs> the movies are awful. I, Nobody goes to concerts anymore. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or if they do go to concerts, like, they die and, like, do some Astro Roll type shit. But, like, yo, <laughs> as a sacrifice to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, I just wanted to say, I fucking hate articles like this, man, where they're like, okay, I know you read the headline and you're like, bullshit, but I'm going to show you uh-huh. how all of the things that you, that you are going to acknowledge to refute <laughs> me, how, yes, they are true. Yes, this is how the economy fucking sucks. But have you considered when they do like the 180? I fucking hate that shit, bro. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about because you 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 open an article like this expecting to sink your teeth into some red meat right like you're yeah. like hell yeah i'm ready to dine out i have my lugers and my steak yeah. and my fork and in- my a1 over instead here, you get an overdone steak and the waiter's telling you well this is what you ordered that's it we used to call that shit a hockey puck man that's what that shit is right <laughs> the queasy stock market yes yeah, signaling that the boom is ending more than four and a half million workers voluntarily quit in march the highest number since the government started keeping the statistic in 2000. A few years ago, the monthly total was between 3 million and 3.5 million. Maybe it's easier to focus on the negative, but a huge number of people, maybe 40 million households, have been doing pretty well, said an economist. <laughs> You'd have to go back to the said late... Said an economist. <laughs> <laughs> that was my... I won't... I won't be hilarious if they not. I'm not going to commit to which one, but just know. It was one Sources and he had great credentials. <laughs> It was Dean Baker, who's like a left lib. You'd have to go back to the late 1990s to find a similar era. Before that, the 1960s. This widespread wealth throws light on why the number of workers who say they expect to be working past their early 60s has fallen below 50% for the first time. It accounts for the abundance of $1 billion startups known as unicorns, more than 1,000 now, up from about 200 in 2015. I mean... uh, Doesn't that kind of like hint that maybe some kind of precipitous decline 
is coming soon. I don't know. It's uh, also did they said that like people, uh, more people are saying that they don't expect to work over the age of sixty. I don't know. I feel like it's either because. I mean, I don't know. When you ask me about my future and what I'm going to be doing, especially at like 60, that's not even a question. Like, I don't know. I might be working. I might not be working. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like that's like a fair question. Bitch, I might be. Uh huh. (laughs) Bitch, I might be. (laughs) Bitch, I might be on my way to fall into a vat of boiling oil at Disney World, okay? (laughs) 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 Bitch, I might might be crushed in a fucking cart return. I don't know. (laughs) Bitch, I might be underwater by that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shit. A lot of variables there. You can never predict the future, is the other thing. Oh. Um, it offers a reason for the rise in interest in unionizing companies from Amazon to Apple to Starbucks as hourly workers seek to claim their share. And it helps explain why Dwight and Denise Mackinson just returned from a 12-day cruise through Germany. Our net worth has reached the millionaire level due to our investments, which was unfathomable when we were married 40 years ago, said Mr. Mackinson, 76, who has retired from the Air Force. Or no, I'm sorry, from the U.S. Forest Service. Big difference in agencies there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the couple who live in Idaho have company. They There are 22 million U.S. millionaires, up from fewer than 15 million in 2014. Wait, wait, wait. How many millionaires are in the U.S.? There are 22 millionaires. 22 million U.S. millionaires, up from 15 million wait, in 2014. Wait, there's 22 of the 300 million people in the United States, 22 million are millionaires? Apparently, yeah. Yo, what? I that's since no, that's not right. <laughs> I'm calling absolute fucking horseshit on that. I actually, I actually think I believe this. Twenty two. They're talking that, about equity in their I, homes I, I and everything. Is, like their net, like yeah. I think that this is partially why class politics in this country is so brain addled because we have yeah. a massive we have too many millionaires. We have too many. Like we have a very solid like upward upper middle class. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That is true yeah. because people are living a lot longer and then people, like, you got, like, you know, it used to be the case that, you know, you'd be a pensioner and then, like, they'd give you your pension then you'd die, like, five years after you retired. But people live, like, 20, 30 years after retirement exactly. now. Exactly. And so those people yeah. are cruise, super wealthy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes, well, okay, that makes sense because, yeah, goddamn, I guess it's probably just, like, the... Probably disproportionately in like the boomer class, I would guess. Well, well and, it's exactly the people that he's like talking about, like the people that he's like the Air Force guy, whatever. Yeah, it's people that have couple. it's people that have like skilled jobs, and this also this is that the is case. insane that fifth about fifteen percent of the country are millionaires. Yeah, it's I I, I would have guessed less than one percent. No, that's why that the whole ninety nine percent, like we are the ninety nine percent, like that that got infused into a whole generation of activists and made us all think that there really was the super super wealthy and then a vast yeah. sea of the super poor. Well, but you're, you're exactly yeah. right. But there there is a massive a like upper middle. Yes, the buffer class, Listen, and these are all yeah. skilled workers. Who like built this up through years of retirement and like pension? I'm going to reverse course on this. I do believe it, and I tell you the reason I believe it is because there's a there's this is the only country in the world where a motherfucker can make five million dollars a year and they'll swear up and down they're middle class. All right, All right. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. No, the fuck you're not. I was in the group text with some friends of mine who were way more successful than I ever dreamt of being. And every one of these mothers, motherfuckers would be like, oh, yeah, I made two point six. You know, it's just like ghost shit that you wouldn't admit in public. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I made two point six million last year. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're middle class. We're like, it's like everybody thinks that they're goddamn middle class. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not. Well, and I, I remember I, this being a kind of de- thing of debate during the Bernie years. Like people saying, oh, it should actually be like 
the ninety percent versus the ten percent or something. I mean, people would be like, yeah. "That's ridiculous!" Blah blah blah. Like you're cre- you're being divisive. You're creating div- when in all actuality, it's really more like the eighty five percent and the fifteen and the ten percent, and then like the four percent, and then the one percent, and then the one percent. Well, like. Yo, it's like this, like, it's like these people, like this buffer class that kind of keep that, like, myth of, like, the American dream alive, right? Because, like, these are the people that, like, people will point to and say, well, you see how this person did it? You know what I'm saying? Uh They played by the rules and did X, Y, and Z. And, like, they're, like, 22 million out of 300 million. That's, like... I want to know like the 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 rate in other countries because I feel like that's unheard of and that's unique. Right? You know? Yeah. That's, that's I would insane. also like to know that uh, there is. I don't know if there's another country on planet Earth, and there's some old ass fucking countries. Yeah, like the UK. I don't like, know if I'm, there is another country with fifteen to twenty percent of its population are that wealthy. The UK probably got like twenty two actual millionaires. The, man, the, and that's the no, royal family. The UK <laughs> twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The UK yeah. has two and a half million millionaires. That's that's fucking insane for a country the size of <laughs> Alabama. God. Jesus, it's fucking nuts. I, I mean, I thought it would have had more given, like you know, fucking like they colonized like ninety percent of the world. But that's, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that tells you how much capitalism actually is fucking dog shit. Because you ha- you were a country the size of Alabama that ruled the world for four hundred years, and you, you don't even have as many millionaires as the United States who you birthed. Pussy shit. I want right. I, I to know how many millionaires are in Russia. <laughs> oh shit, that's a good question. No, better better question is how many billionaires did we put there? List Russia? of did countries by Russia? number of million. Okay, there's an actual full Wikipedia page. Okay, United States is at the top with 22 million. China has is number two with five million. No one even comes close to the U.S. <laughs> no one even comes fucking Nobody close. Nobody even comes close. <laughs> percentage of 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 this is the real interesting statistic though is the percentage of millionaires of the U.S. adult of the percentage of. Uh, Percentage of millionaires of adult population. So, the United States is 8.8. Australia is 9.4. Switzerland is 4.9 with 1 million millionaires. But that's, you know what I mean, that's like per capita. You know what I'm saying? Pretty crazy. But the United States has the vast majority. The United States has a 39% share of global millionaires. No one even comes close. The next is China. 40... God damn. And then Japan is number three. Germany's number four. UK is number five. Yo, this country is... Bruh. Consider this. (laughs) Has there ever been a country that's facilitated downward mobility this quickly? Because think about this. A motherfucker working in a factory in 1939 retires a millionaire. A motherfucker working in a factory in 2021 has to go... Uh, dance for his dinner in front of Congress with an Eat the Rich jacket on. Otherwise, but, he's going to retire yeah. indigent. But yeah. if you retired yeah. in that sweet yeah. spot, like there was a window where if you retired in it between like 1985 and 1995 or 2000. Like around the time we were being born. Like those were the yes. glory years for your pensions. So like yes. th- That's why they have built yes. up this massive block of fucking wealth in the middle of the class structure. Yes. Yes. I feel like. There's so many things that have become abundantly clear to me just now. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, that's, what you just said, that example, 
that's in the span of somebody's fucking lifetime, yo. Yeah, like, if you yeah. think about, like, you think about, like, just, like, the example of, like, you know, like, the Soviet Union or China and the way that they were able to, like, industrialize and lift, like, mil- hundreds of millions of people out of poverty, right? Mm-hmm. And just the United States alone, man, coming off of, like, World War II, right, with that boom. And, and within, like, the span of somebody's lifetime, you know what I'm saying? You've got so much downward mobility that people got to hold, like, multiple jobs, at a level before where your father could have been like a fucking like a milk boy, a milkman or some uh-huh. shit. You, you know what I'm like, saying? Without dude, going to dog, college. I'm serious. <laughs> bought a, house. a motherfucker right. could not even make boats, but just make a part of a boat <laughs> in a factory somewhere <laughs> and retire for like five mils. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. That hurts a Motherfucker like that, that just makes like rear view mirrors for cars. And he's like. Yeah, I retired in uh, 93 <laughs> worth $7 million. <laughs> Bought like two houses. That's the thing God about damn. if we actually had like a political entryway, if there was actually a political vehicle attached to unionization efforts in like Amazon and stuff, it's like mm-hmm. this sounds like a good bargain, but it's ultimately kind of reactionary, right? Because like if you buy into that, the whole pension scheme and all that, like, mm. it's you're preserving the system as it is, right? But and you're yeah. so you're not changing anything. You're just getting yours and going home, right. which is understandable. I mean, I can't really, I can't fault anybody for taking that deal. I mean, I'd probably take that deal. It's God, but damn. I mean, I mean, we'll ask you. Let me ask you a question. Unless there was like a larger culture of political, you know, communization yeah. and other stuff. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Dead ass serious. Hmm. Would you? trade your years to the day you'd have to be like i just wake up tomorrow and be 68 years old millionaire uh-huh, uh-huh. or would you rather just gut it out as as you are uh i'd do it i I'd, I'd do, I'd do it yeah Bro, i would do it i would y'all would I'll, like wake up and turn 68 tomorrow I'm, and I'm, just be a millionaire I just want to be old, man. I'm. So, I just like. I do. I, I do. <laughs> like, I would do it because I'm trying to hasten. <laughs> you like, trying to hasten the demise. <laughs> yeah, I could. I could wake up and be poor, sixty-eight year old. I don't care. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to take a. a and you would die quicker. You would die quicker. To wake up be sixty-eight. <laughs> you would die quicker at like a poor sixty-eight year old. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, one yeah. question, real quick. The caveat is like. Yo, would that mean that any of the ailments that I have right now at 31, at 68, they're, would be exacerbated? They're intensified and your dick doesn't work <laughs> without man. pills. Fuck, dude. But I'm, I'm like a millionaire, though. But you never have to worry about anything again financially. Uh-huh. Oh, bro. Hell yeah, I'll do that shit. I ain't worry about it. Let me tell you, you motherfuckers do that Faustian shit and drop dead of a heart attack like in a way. Oh, uh, immediately. <laughs> Wake up at 68, have a heart attack by lunch. You're rich. And then, like, the news that you're rich and 68 because yeah, yeah. you were 37. So- 30 uh-huh. whatever yesterday <laughs> then you're like oh god it's too much uh-huh. to handle <laughs> trip over like a house slipper and hit my head and die or some shit yeah, yeah. I don't understand yeah. that though like their houses are piggy banks like only if they can sell those houses like you're exactly. assuming that like there's a market for people to buy these fucking houses I we saw how that worked in 2008 so like right. what are you talking about you know what I mean all my friends that are like buying houses and shit right now I'm just gonna go up to them when they like have their house one parts I'm gonna say it's a good-looking piggy bank you got here. <laughs> <laughs> How much you got in there? And then I take a hammer to it like I'm, I'm going to crack the piggy bank. Get the money out. Um, it's a time of prosperity, a time of abundance, and yet it doesn't seem that way, said Andy Walden, vice president of Inter- Enterprise Research at Black Knight, which analyzes financial data. That's uh, some sus ass shit. I can't. I can't listen to any motherfucker from a plate. What do you call Enterprise? What, Bla- Black, Black Knight <laughs> is what it was called. <laughs> oh, Fuck no. Shit. Vice President of Enterprise Research. 
<laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. Oh, God. Man, this really has... This changed me, this discussion. <laughs> it did. I, I really had no... I mean, I knew there were like a... Here's, here was my my idea of the, the landscape. There's this very tiny class of like hyper-rich assholes that are just ruining everything. Uh-huh. Right? And I know this is going to be like, why do I turn to this guy for analysis? And my question is... <laughs> Yes, why do you? Uh, and I, I answer your question with a question. Uh, but like that, that really that really explains a lot of things. That actually, this like when people say America is a wealthy country, they're not just talking about like our access to creature comforts. Uh-huh. They're talking about there's just a lot of fucking rich people here. <laughs> Twenty two million to be exact. Yeah, you, you know what this was kind of like. My, my bad, Terrence. I was gonna say this was kind of like for me because Tom, I'm also having a revelation. It's like. A similar thing is when you learn that, like, it's not really just the military recruiting poor people, like, as much as it is a military class that's become entrenched in this country, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, on the same note, it's like, yeah, these this millionaire class is, like, entrenched, but, and I don't want to go on too long about it, but I wonder, though, like, that that wealth can't last forever, right? That wealth is not, like, entrenched the way it is with, like, you know what I'm saying? Like industrial type of families. This is like wealth that's been built up through like speculative capital. It can't last forever, can it? Like these people are going to be like out of a home soon, right? These are next. These decade. are people with somebody named Mumsy in their family a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> but true. also not even that. It's also more than just like like the preps and stuff like the old money people. It's like we were talking about also people that took advantage of the United States having a, like a, a, a monopoly on manufacturing post-World War. And this is just... like mids money, though. Like old money is like the manufacturing. New money, I guess, is like the Elon Musk and shit like that. Right. This feels like the venture capitalist. This feels like mid money, you know? Yeah. Like literally is mids money. In, in a way, it's like, <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, and I hate Elon Musk and few people make my blood boil like him. But at least his dad got their fortune from being a criminal. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, from being from being a virulent like racist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't condone the racism, but I do condone he did fortunes. <laughs> fortunes made by crime. I love the way this is framed. Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chair, recently warned that there were too many employers chasing too few workers, saying the labor market was tight to an unhealthy level. But for workers, it's gratifying to have the upper hand in looking for a new position or career. I love that. It's it's guys, the labor market, it's too it's tight to an unhealthy level. These workers are they they're starting to get some ideas. Oh my god, dude. It's like the labor movement actually in a weird way the labor movement of that era we're talking about created all this wealth. They did, yeah. They did. You know what I mean? They did. They became they did. a part of the kind of like state apparatus and the status quo. Yeah. And that's the and that's I don't know, that's that's why it's fun. good that like the Amazon labor union did it outside of like the AFL CIO yes. and everything. Yeah, but absolutely. I hope that they don't get absorbed into that eventually because that's well him and biden punching each other on the arms that is not a great sign but like you know i i hope i hope that doesn't happen you know you can see a situation in which what i what i was what i was thinking about it too is like i know there were people criticizing him for that but it's like and i know i said it all on but it's kind of like yo i would trust hopefully that like his convictions are like he has commitment to his convictions you know and two like I don't know. It's like he's already kind of said, like, you know, that this is not about him. This is about like everybody else and da da da. But I don't know. 
it seems like, he had, he does have a healthy skepticism of it. I just mm. I just know when the Democrats come around doing the buddy oh buddy Amazon better watch yeah. out shit. Am I right, yeah. Chris? Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. Yeah. we're well, gonna Biden's get out there and cause some trouble. It just Biden's mm. tactics remind me of like every old bastard around here that's like trying to get one over on you. Yeah. Oh and, hell uh, yeah. And, uh, oh hell yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's not a criticism of Chris Smalls or or the Amazon labor union at all. I just uh, I I know how Biden at all comport oh, themselves. Pull the wool over his eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the equity available to homeowners reached nearly ten trillion dollars at the end of twenty twenty one, double what it was at the height of the two thousand six bubble. According to Black Knight, for the average American mortgage holder, that amounts to $185,000 before hitting loan-to-value tripwires. The figure is up 48000 in a year, about what the Amer- average American family earns annually. Even very new homeowners feel an economic boost. Oh, hmm. In 2006, homeowners cashed in their equity. Sometimes they used the money to double down on another house or two. In 2022, there's little sense of excess. One reason is that lenders in the culture in general are no longer so encouraging about that sort of refinancing, but owners are also more cautious. Uh, and uh, Let's see. Brian Carter, an epidemiologist in Atlanta, said he and his wife had about two, a quarter million dollars in equity in their home but didn't plan to draw on it. Um. Those who take a boom for granted often get upstaged by reality. In May 2000, the entrepreneur Kurt Anderson said raising money for a media startup called Inside was as easy as getting laid in 1969. (laughs) (laughs) That was a few weeks after the stock market peaked. 17 months and one merger later, Inside shut down. Mr. Anderson clarified in an email that he did not actually have sex until the 1970s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Damn! All right, all right. Got to hand it to that writer. That was pretty, good. pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh. <laughs> anyways, I don't know. Interesting. We just got a lot of uh, we got a lot of rich people in this country. We got a lot of man, a lot of rich people. Damn, dude. Twenty two million out of three hundred million. It is interesting. Insane. That is the who the Democrats are obviously going to be gunning for now, right? Like that's oh, their yeah. natural constituency, and it's it's oh, been yeah. that obviously for twenty thirty years. Yeah. Even longer than that. Um, but I think it's interesting, like, one of the things they keep coming back to in this article is, like, no one wants to talk about this. No politicians want to take credit for it or talk about it. It's like, gee, I wonder why. That would give the whole game away, right? Yeah, <clears throat> like, exactly. Well, I mean, Biden is kind of like, I don't know, man. In little ways, they always reveal, like, who they really are. Like, it's like that self-melting quote from earlier, speaking the quiet part out loud. Like Biden talking about like, uh, oh, we're going after inflation or whatever, whatever he's trying to pivot to now when like people are like, yo, there's like COVID, like there's Roe v. Wade. But it's like eh, it's like this this kind of language of class politics that only appeals to people who give a shit about that stuff. You know? Yeah, it's like the the various political parties, they they can't openly court the 22 millionaire, 22 million mm-hmm. millionaires. Mm-hmm. Because that would blow up their whole idea that everybody is like this sort of, you know, virtuous worker, that everybody is. We all know we're temporarily embarrassed millionaires, but that's only through like social experience because everybody knows everyone has like a cousin or like an aunt 
that if they aren't millionaires, they know someone who is. It's like yeah, you. Yeah, there's yeah. like six. Well, earlier we were talking about six degrees of separation, six degrees of school shootings. There's also like six <laughs> degrees of millionaires. Like, you know, you know someone who's a millionaire yeah. or something. You've heard of them, so you're like, yeah, I have. That's the I thing know that, I have for sure. Right. I that's think, the thing I, that keeps I think you motivated. Like people our age, like our conception of millionaires, is somebody that's like cash rich, right? Right. Like right, gauche right. and like has all these sort of like uh, inconspicuous markers of. You know, wealth and whatever. But it's actually just like people that own houses and worked during the right period in American history. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're still alive. Like you said, Eric. it's not been that yeah. long. It's just like it was somebody's lifespan. Right. God damn, man. I don't know, dude. Like, I just think about it and I'm like, like my mom, like, you know, or older folks, people like my mom's age, they'll, they'll always say like, you know, uh, people my age, it's like, oh, but you guys could have done this X, Y, and Z, da, 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 you know? And in my mom's case, it's even like, look at how drastically different things are now where my parents immigrated here under uh, a Reagan administration, where Reagan, a Republican, gave like these newly arrived immigrants amnesty. You know what I'm saying? A fa- like a pathway to citizenship. And that's mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, a fucking Republican. And then like, look at today. So it's just like, I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, of course you were able to like work, work a job, not even have to go to college work at a factory and buy a home, you know? Yeah. Like, the yeah. landscape was incredibly different then, man. Let, let me read you the last three paragraphs from this yeah. article. This is uh. is interesting. The logic, households have more lo- cash than debt for the first time in decades, which is theoretically good, but all that money is encouraging spending, which is propelling inflation, which is forcing the Fed to push up interest rates. The result, a recession late next year. Ashley Humphreys, 31, feels prepared for most any scenario. Six years ago, she was a graduate teaching assistant making $12,000 a year. Now she earns a low six figures as a senior product manager for a parking app developer in Atlanta. I've lived out some of my childhood dreams, like dyeing my hair vibrant colors and seeing Phantom of the Opera from the front row. She she got a dog, put a bit of her income in the stock market, and bought a Tesla. She just left on a Caribbean cruise. Two of them, in fact, one after the other. You know what's so weird? Is America the only country where people just, like, like have to do, like, meaningless things before they die? Yeah, yeah, like have a bucket, like have a bucket list. Where like in yeah, other countries, like, yeah, it's like, oh, I can't die. Right. I've not read American Pastoral by Philip Roth yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. Is America the only country with a bucket list? That like a bucket, fast. like yeah, yeah. But like uh, the bu- it's so fascinating. I just wanted to dye my hair purple and go watch Hamilton or whatever. It's like yeah. Hamilton. Pierce by if you didn't get to do like those things, would would you right. like? Die with without a sense of purpose. <laughs> I didn't get to see Hamilton from the front row. I didn't get to die my hair with Kool Aid like Kurt Cobain. Didn't, didn't get to watch all twenty five seasons of Survivor or some shit like that. Man. Oh God! <laughs> God damn it! Oh shit! Hey, go ahead, I never there. got to go to Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's shit, probably man. good as uh, noticing. That is, that is just kind of telling, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, no, we don't. We don't consider our life as as having had any value for like what we've done. Uh huh. And there's the like, things okay, you it, can check off these, on the list. Just like little yeah. random things that you can check off a list is is how you measure your your years here. Just an empty, vapid society, really, with a lot of millionaires and um, a fascist. A lot of people- 
movement. <laughs> yeah, fam. Yeah, it's not, fascist not even, political like, movement. Not good. Not even creeping fast. Like, not even like straight up just here. Yeah, not 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 good. Not good. Well, um, if you want to increase our equity or whatever the fuck, uh, <laughs> so we can retire. If in you, you want to give us some goddamn <laughs> dignity in our golden, yeah, yeah, exactly. our golden quote unquote golden years, <laughs> goddamn self respect. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do have a Patreon. It's a p a t r e o n dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Just give us a little bit of dignity. Give us a little bit. A cup of coffee. Yeah. And a cup of coffee. Get you yeah. an extra episode every week and a kind word said about you. Yeah, that's here right. At HQ. Here at HQ, yeah. yeah. Um, well, but you know what we should do here? Like, you know, let's... Remember, like, at the end of every episode, we used to... Back in the early days, when we were coming up, uh, yeah, when we were yeah. cutting our teeth. Y- we've y- we've forgotten eyed. about those that got us here, but, like, here, just a quick <laughs> accounting of... People that subscribe this week, let's give you a little shout out here before we sail off into the sunset. Damn, this could be you next week. Shout out to uh, Mr. Trent Dunbar, uh, Nicole Barnett, Eve G. uh, Let's see who else. Christopher Rufo. What the fuck? Christopher (laughs) Rufo. Let's see. John Duke. Duke. Joe Brandon. John Duke. Yeah, Joe Brandon. Uh, Happy Kerchival. Let's hear it from Matt in Canada. Uh, let's see. Shout out to Brad Gosser. Brian Quinby, Street Fight Radio. Brian Quinby, Street Fight Radio. <laughs> and uh, the three people uh, who spell their name in Cyrillic who said to me, actually, Tom, <laughs> Vlad does not translate to Bob. It translates to authority or ruler or conqueror. The funniest thing about that is I had a dream last night that we were vindicated, that someone said that Vladimir actually was Robert. No. So I'm no. I'm I'm believing the visions in you my mind. Believe I'm believing the dream. The dream. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell Shout out to Alexander Cheney, also Canadian. Seems like we're making some inroads up north. Uh Madeline Montag. Oh yeah. That's Craig Hoffman, Cristobal. Th- Thatch attack. Terry Adams, Judge Executive, Electric County. Yeah. Sam Wright, <laughs> the whole government of Electric County, really. So many more that, uh, yeah. Shaheen Barzager, uh, Ethan Fudge. And Ethan Fudge. Ethan Fudge. Matt Kingberger, Samuel Ordonez. All good names. All people that I'm sure that I would like if I met them in in real life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Andrew Yanowski, all good names. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll get back to that little tradition. But thank you, every, each and yeah. every one. And uh, if uh, you didn't want to be doxxed before our audience, just uh, <laughs> send me a message and say, "Hey, man, I appreciate the gesture." <laughs> but, send me uh, a message within the next know. thirty minutes. <laughs> could you, you know, take that off there? And I'll call Terrence and be like, "Man, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to fuck up my man Samuel Ordonez like that." <laughs> But no, really, special thanks to all y'all. Sir, uh, Sergio yeah. Gomez. Isn't that Gunna's name? Sergio nah, Kitchens. Sergio Kitchens. Kitchens yeah. Way better than Gunna. Way better stage name, man. Yeah. Sergio Kitchens. Sergio Kitchens in the kitchen. There's so many things whipping in the kitchen. There's so much exactly. you could do with that last name uh-huh. that he's just abandoned. But uh-huh. he's do- who am I? He's doing okay. He's right. He's a millionaire. millionaire. <laughs> I mean, there is the indictment. But he's let's one of the 22 million. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is true. All right, thanks for listening this week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Go over to Patreon. Bye-bye.